Preseason game one is finally here. We've got real football to watch, and it's not the starters, but that doesn't mean it's not interesting. Let's preview the Bengals' first preseason game. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine, and it's the last show we're going to do together in person, James, a little bit oh. sad for a while. We'll do it again one day, I'm sure, but we're going to preview Green Bay Packers at Cincinnati Bengals preseason week one. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, covering your team every day. You can get this podcast on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast, and when you hit that subscribe button, it's really easy to be an everyday or join that everyday club, making us your first listen every day. We love all of you who make us your first listen, who are everydayers. We appreciate all of you. And you're not missing anything when you do that. And that's a perk. No training camp update will go unheard if you're an everydayer. This episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Get qualified candidates you want to talk to faster with LinkedIn Jobs. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. Terms and conditions apply. James, let's dive into Green Bay, Cincinnati, backups going at it, guys fighting for roster spots going at it. And like I said, there won't be starters in this game, at least for Cincinnati, most likely. And well, I guess I don't even need to qualify with the most likely you keep reminding me, but still some interesting roster battles that we'll get to talk about. And as we do with game previews, we'll go offense, defense, and since it's preseason, special teams takes on a little bit more importance. Yeah, for sure. Special teams is a big factor, so we'll get into that. But offensively, it's got to start with quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's that's where every game tends to start, and even though Joe Burrow is still coming back from that calf strain, wouldn't have played in this game anyways. But how do these quarterbacks fare going up against competition on the field, of bright lights, all of those things? Jake Browning has, has been pretty good this camp. And coming in, I thought Trevor Simeon had the edge. I think he probably still has the edge a little bit, but I think it's a closer race. I think Browning's in the mix here, and obviously he has familiarity in the system, was elevated last year. The, the Bengals did that to keep him from getting poached and going to another active roster. Okay, so they value him a bit. Let's see how it goes here. So this is – it's a big competition for a bunch of reasons. No, I, I don't think it has to do with Burrow and, and his ability to be ready for week one. I think that's going to happen, but – backup quarterback it's important and so we'll see who who has the edge after this game and I, i'm i'm excited to see both of these guys as weird as that sounds even though we've watched them in camp plenty and seen them plenty because who knows maybe jake browning just struggles because he's under the lights maybe he shines because he's been waiting uh, for a real chance at the backup job last year didn't have that i think brandon allen was always going to to get that job so we'll see if he can make a real push for what a lot of people I think assumed would be Trevor Simeon's backup role. And we'll see who's out there on the offensive line, protecting him, who's lining up a tight end where I think there is a battle brewing. Mm-hmm. And who do you think the best wide receiver is to play in this game? Trent Irwin going to play? Yeah. Yeah. Trent Irwin's got to play. I, I think, you know, you, you'll see a lot of Trent Taylor. You'll see Kwame Lasseter, of course, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're hopeful 
that, that Charlie Jones suits up, obviously Andre Yosevash, and then you'll go down the list. Shedrick Jackson's going to play and, and you're going to see some of these other receivers as well. So um, the, the other part that I think is interesting is you have this backup quarterback battle. Reed Sinet is also on the roster. And so does he get does any he snaps? snaps? Yeah. Does yeah. he get any snaps last year with Drew Plitt? He did in multiple games and had a really nice game. And it was, it made it a not interesting from a, a, making the team standpoint, but it was just interesting that a local kid was able to do that. So it could read Sinet, get snaps this week or next week. I do think it, it bears watching. I think the difference there was that they knew what the QB depth chart looked like. They knew it was going to be Burrow and Allen. They knew that Browning was going to be their practice squad guy. And they knew that Plitt was probably not going to be around. And this year, I think with more questions of the position, we might see the, the two guys that are really competing play a little bit deeper into games. And I, I don't think Reed Sinet is sticking around well no he's not breaking spoiler yeah but they may get him out there for a job yeah maybe and and they do that you know for several reasons one it's it's nice to let the guy get some stuff on tape sure two you you do get a little bit more evaluation there in case you need to kick that can in the future um on the topic of wide receiver though you mentioned hopefully we see charlie jones was dealing with the injury that would be a big opportunity for him, but the rookie wide receivers in general mm-hmm. going in their first game action, it's always good for, for all these rookies across the board, not just wide receiver, but we're going to start there, get action in a real game setting. They've been going against pretty good corners. We've been talking up the Bengals corners throughout training camp, and we know how good the Bengals starters are. So we know it's not just a quality of competition issue, but with these quarterbacks, are they going to rotate mm-hmm. with these early receivers? Are you going to get, you know, a couple drives here, a couple drives for the other guy with those starting receivers and with that, you know, starting, meaning preseason starters, offensive line in the game. So they have equal opportunity. It'll be interesting to see how the Bengals manage that. For sure. I think, man, uh, receiver, I wonder, Mac Hippenhammer, could he be the local guy that, you know, he comes from Miami, Oxford. Could he be the local guy that shines a little bit? Number 14, for those wondering, I mentioned Cedric Jackson, Malachi Carter's in there as well. Uh, receivers wise, sorry, I got to go through the entire receiver room. You know me. Um, th- there are a lot of a lot of storylines, though. Offensively, you're right. Trenches. I wonder, is Akeem Adenogy on the bubble? Is that a guy that has been around? They know what he is, and they're like, eh, okay, let's see some of these other guys. And, and so that's one I would look at. Deontay Smith could certainly be in that mix of of potentially well, being on the bubble, like. These are guys that I think need to show something to make the roster. Is anyone safe outside of the first five guys on the offensive line? From being cut? Yeah. Yeah, Jackson Carmen will not be cut. Yeah, he could be traded. Small chance. Slim chance. Not You safe, are like, on this train. I'm just not ruling it out because we've seen that before. Tra- traded and, and then you just keep Lau? Yeah. Because that's the only way. If they traded... And didn't have Lel, I would be like, well, that's dumb. Yeah. Okay. Again, I'm, I'm not calling it likely. But these guys that have been on the team for a while. Are you saying there's only room for one Jackson on the team? Jackson Kirkland? Shedrick Jackson? Because that's a that's a guy I'll be watching on, on Friday night for yeah. sure. It's, it's really interesting because all of those guys, you're probably right. Jackson Carmen, probably safe. And, and again, I don't mean to say, I, I know I've talked about it a lot, but I, I do think it's a very slim chance. I, I called it a hot take, a conspiracy theory to try to illustrate how 
how slim of a path I think that is. But mm-hmm. Hakeem Adenji, Trey Hill, Max Sharping, yep. Deontay Smith, Jackson Kirkland, all of those guys squarely in the mix, I think, not to Cody disrespect Ford. Cody Ford, not to disrespect Ben Brown or Nate Gilliam. I think those guys are just behind right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you not? I don't know. They have been getting reps with the twos, but we've also been cautioned about reading too much into who's getting reps where. That's right. I don't know. I don't know where they're at. I think Ford is trying to play catch up. Deontay Smith, it feels the same way for him. Outside of that, all these guys are just kind of clumped together. And I I really, I couldn't tell you. Hmm. Now, for Ben Brown, I think he would have to be really, really good at center to earn that backup role over a guy like Trey Hill, if they feel like Hill can play both guard and center. Max Sharping, guard and center. And so that's the other part. How many reps do we see these guys play at center? Yeah. Is it do you split between quarterbacks? Does one quarterback prefer one over the other? Like I I don't know. I think that's interesting. That might be the way to do it. Yeah. Is as you move them from guard to center, keep the same guys on the field a little bit. Maybe you move Jackson Kirkland from left guard to right guard. You move Trey Hill from center to right guard. You move Sharping from left guard to center. You move those guys around to keep them on the field. And maybe with different quarterbacks, you have different combinations. I don't know. That sounds kind of hard on on the interior guys too. But they're looking for that versatility. We know for sure that for sure. That's going to be an interesting battle. Last one on offense that I want to make sure we hit real quick here is I do think the tight end is interesting now. Tanner Hudson, we, we've talked about him throughout camp. Not as much the last couple of days, but he did have a nice play on Monday. Does he make a push in this game? Because they're going to have to see these guys in games step mm-hmm. up. And I do think that tight end three spot is truly a competition. It is. It is, no doubt. And so we'll, we'll see there. I think Hudson could get in the mix. How much does Drew Sample play coming off the injury? I, I kind of think he needs to play a little bit. They need to see it. Yep. So we will uh, continue the conversation. We'll switch gears and discuss defense coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you're getting access to the best qualified candidates. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs is perfect for you. They're going to help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You don't want to waste time with unqualified candidates. You want to find the right people with the right experience, the right qualifications that can help you right now. And that's why simple tools, screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire Small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus link, uh, leading competitors. And that's why you got to get to linkedinjobs.com slash locked on NFL because LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's dive into this defense, James, where there are still some very interesting competitions. I think mm-hmm. the, the secondary is the most interesting of those, but big opportunity for a lot of rookies. Mm-hmm. And hopefully Jordan Battle, who who is back in practice early in the week, is able to play in this game. It will be great to see him get an opportunity. But Miles Murphy is the, the premier pick, right? I mean, DJ Turner, very excited to see him as well. But let's just start with the first round pick, right? The guy that has all the athletic tools in the world, needs to figure out how to play in the NFL and and play at a very high level in the NFL, put all those tools in a, in a directed, impactful direction and figure out how to 
make an impact on the game. Mm-hmm. Getting an opportunity to do that at game speed for the first time, getting a hopefully extended opportunity to do that against, I, I think, potentially interesting Green Bay offensive line depth, the guys like Sean Ryan as well, could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see him. Yeah, I think this is his chance to to show everyone, because you'll be watching, what he can do. And what we saw it with Joseph Osai as a rookie, and he flashed against Tampa Bay. And he got injured in that game, but he flashed, and everyone got excited. Like, that's what you would love to see from Miles Murphy. It's just a flash or two. Just a glimpse of, of what the future could mean for number 99. So certainly big for him. Yeah, and does he play inside? Yes. There's the prediction. Yes, I think we see him move around a bit. This is because this is when you should get him those reps just to see how it goes, Mm -hmm. what he's comfortable with, what he's not comfortable with, what he needs to improve on. And you can see some of that in practice, but especially in this day and age at camp, it's it's not even close to a game. Like from a trenches standpoint, it's much, much different. Other guys on the defensive trenches that are exciting. I'm I'm interested to see how much Joseph Osai actually plays. I don't I don't know if he will. Does he get a series? Hmm. Does he just rest with the starters? I think he's like a borderline starter now. We're expecting him to get starter level reps hmm. in in the regular season, and I think he's going to be a pretty key cog. So is it Cam Sample, Miles Murphy, and and then the the dudes behind them on the roster? Ter- Terrell Basham. I don't know if he'll be ready. He's been on the rehab field and has Gun- not been back at practice at all. Jeff Gunter season, baby. Yeah, Jeff Gunter, Raymond Johnson, the third season. Yeah, Jay Tufele on the inside. Dominique Davis. I think you'll see a lot of those guys. Zach Carter will get some snaps too. Yeah, I mean, there's just not enough. There's just not enough guys for for them to make you know two defensive interior players play the whole game. You're just not playing Hill, Reader, Hubbard, Hendrickson. Those guys for sure, and maybe Osai. And, and yeah, and maybe Osai. But other than that, I think the other guys play a, a decent amount. And I think it the, the defensive tackle spot is interesting because mm-hmm. can Zach Carter flash some? We've seen it a little bit in camp. As a pass rusher, that's what we want to see. And, and can we see – yes, to, to be very specific, as a, as a pass rusher, because that's what they're missing. If he can be that three-tech that's going to give you a little push in the uh, at, from a pass rushing standpoint and get to opposing quarterbacks, then you don't feel like there's any – true weakness on this defensive line if you yeah. can do that he's shown a little bit in training camp practices he's had some nice reps as a pass rusher pass rusher he looks a little bit more explosive looks a little bit more disruptive need to see him finish plays a little bit more and again getting to see him do it in a game setting against live competition is a big step for him because you know he rebuilt his body he's come in he, he looks better both on both in terms of like physical composition and in terms of impact on the field how much better is what we need to see. And, and that's what we get to start to see here in preseason game number one. And then, yeah, J2 Fele mm-hmm. trying to make sure that he has a spot on the team, trying he, to earn his. Does he make it? That's that's a big question, I think, actually. The, it's one of those positions where they have difficult cuts mm-hmm. potentially to make and, and have to figure out numbers. Uh, Tufele at times played really well for them last year. I think that you know he, they, they claimed him for a reason, right? He has a lot of tools in the in the bag, and again, uh, it's just it's just a fight, right, to prove that you are worth that roster spot that they're going to spend. But linebacker, I think I think we know what they have there. I think that there's not really any competition to speak of at linebacker, but we'll see what's going on with guys like Akeem Davis Gaither and Marcus Bailey, who 
will be relied on at times in, in certain packages and, and as the first guys off the bench. But the more interesting spot is where they have a lot of youth and, and new players is in that secondary. Yeah, I think the secondary, it's honestly probably the most interesting position battle period because it's this hybrid mix of young, new veterans, proven guys, other guys that that, that they brought in. And so, yeah, we're not going to see starters, but how much does Michael Thomas play? A veteran. Yeah. Does he play? Like, do they want to get him safety reps? How does that work? Everyone talks about Jordan Battle. How much will Jordan Battle be out there? I think a lot. I think they're going to try to get him a ton of reps. Tyson Anderson flashed last preseason and, and then obviously got hurt and wasn't able to practice with the team for most of the year. Valuable, valuable reps on Friday. And something he told me earlier this week, he was like, I asked him how he thought his camp was going. He's like, good, good. It doesn't mean a thing if you don't do it in the game. And so he's very dialed in, which – I love to see, obviously, guys like DJ Turner, DJ Ivy. Does it translate? Because we've talked about both DJs a lot. And, and if it translates, then whew, that cornerback battle is going to be tough. And another guy who I, isn't getting the hype but played really well last preseason, Alan George. What if he shows up and just balls out in the preseason and is better than DJ Ivy? Like mm -hmm. I, I think that that's still very much up for grabs, even though practice-wise it feels like Ivy's flashed more. And then the other one, Sidney Jones, how much he plays could give us an idea of how safe or unsafe he is on the roster. And then obviously Jalen Davis is the backup nickel. He'll start there, I imagine. But how much is he going to play? He'll start there on Friday. But how much is he going to play? Do they try Turner there? I think it's interesting as well. Yeah, the, do they try Turner there is a very interesting question, I think. Yeah. Because he's had a few snaps in there in training camp, and it'd be good to see them – Good to see him do that in a preseason game for them, I think, so they can get an idea of how that's looking, how that's translating to game speed, how he's doing with the different responsibilities of a slot corner versus playing outside. Then you also have to battle not putting too much on the rookie's plate, but I do think that that is something that that bears watching is, is do they kick him inside at all? Alan George, though, to your point, it's not like he's had a bad camp. He's no. made a few plays. It's just he's not the, the, he's not the newest thing. For sure. That like there's more attention on DJ Ivy because he did turn heads in the offseason program. He's drawn praise from coaches. He's got size. And he's big. That's that's the I mean, length, size, he's thick. So Alan George is not does not have the same size. And that so that's true. That matters. Yeah, at safety. We 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 talked about that. Mm -hmm. Tyson Anderson gonna play a lot, I think. Jordan Battle. I mean, seeing those guys who mm -hmm. I mean, remember before they signed Nick Scott, it was, well, is Tyson Anderson going to be the safety? Well, well, we'll find out how that could have gone. We'll, we'll get some clues about that and how, how that depth is at safety. And yeah, is Michael Thomas going to play? Is he going to force his way onto the team? Are they going to have to keep five safeties? Be tough. It would be tough to keep five. And that's, that's why Tyson Anderson, the way he plays matters. Mm -hmm. That's why, obviously, how much Michael Thomas plays could just be interesting to see where he's at and, and, and where they're at on him. And uh, yeah, it's, and it's one of the big ones. And Yusuf Corker can't forget him. He's going to play too. Larry Brooks as well. So there's, all, there's other safeties yeah. that I'll, we'll see in the second half. And how much do they play on special teams? How do they play on special teams? This is, this is a transition, right? This is the transition to the third segment, the special team segment yeah. where it's more important. I mean, it's an important part of the game for sure, but generally you can't there's not a whole lot to preview with special teams in regular season games it's 
cover kicks well, cover punts well, return punts well, make your field goals. Mm-hmm. But in the preseason, it's who's going to make the team. Yeah. And that's why it takes on the extra importance. Let's dive into some of those conversations coming up next. Who's going to make the team on special teams naturally? Let's start with uh, the the biggest position the Bengals addressed this offseason from a special team standpoint. It's been a weakness in each of the past two years. Adding Brad Robbins in the sixth round hopefully addresses punter. Mm-hmm. We know Drew Christman's still recovering, and we wish him well. At the same time, you look at it with Robbins, and you're hoping – that you get like Evan McPherson rookie year, like production out of the punter side of it. I mean, you really do. And and I think that's a fair or a reasonable expectation because the kid's talented. We saw it in training camp. So now does it translate to the game? I think it's a big question. Yeah. I mean, I think it does. It should, it should, but it's just like, I'm very bullish on Brad Robbins. You bullish on a specialist, man, bullish on a specialist. I also think Evan McPherson is good. Oh yeah. Here we go. He was the anti-kicker. Never pick a kicker. Yes. Still believe that. See? <laughs> See? <laughs> but I'm glad that it's worked out with Evan McPherson. He was a better, I think Evan that, McPherson was a better pick than Tyler Shelvin. And I think it will work out. Proof. With Brad Robinson. Agreed. Yeah, but like, there's, there's always other guys. But if you get it right, then it's fine. That, that's true for any draft pick. It's true. Get it right. Get it right. And I think they did with Brad Robbins. Also interesting is going to be punt returner, Trent Taylor, Charlie Jones. Going back to the offensive side of the ball, Charlie Jones is going to make this team, as we've discussed. Trent Taylor fighting for a spot on this team or the practice squad. Does he go back to the practice squad? Kwame, Ta- uh, Kwame Taylor. Kwame uh, Lasseter as well. And yeah. does Trenton Irwin get any punt return snaps? Because he's... Have we seen him back there once in yes. practices? Yes. Not lately. Maybe you haven't. Yes, multiple times. And so... I, but I just wonder, because let's say Trent Irwin is solid. Mm-hmm. Do you need Trent Taylor on on your practice squad? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, well, who? So then it's just Kwame Lasters your practice squad receiver. And maybe, and maybe it's two. You know, maybe you go with. I, I don't know, but I, I just think it's interesting. Like he's such a punt returner only type player in, in Trent Taylor. It's not like he's he's used a lot as yeah. a receiver. Um, if he if he was. We would have seen it last year, and I think that's kind of fizzled out a bit. So he's punt return only, and so for him, he has to show that he can still do it at a, re- a reliable high level just to be on the practice squad, I think, if Jones is better. Now, obviously, his goal is to beat out Jones and, and win that job and make the roster. So, yeah, it's, it is an intriguing battle. I, I give the edge to Jones, but we'll see how healthy he is. Yeah, I think it's just a tough road for for Trent Taylor. It's tough. Um, but also, you look at the receivers, and if you're talking about two guys on the practice squad, Trent Taylor, Kwame Lasseter is probably where you would want to land as of today for practice squad receivers, assuming they keep seven, which is kind of the way that I've been leaning lately. But Andre Yosevash will also have to find a role on special teams. He'll also have to show that he can play in coverage on special teams, maybe in return units. He's not going to be a returner, but can he be a vice on the punt return team? He's... I would try him on kickoff return. They haven't. I would. Well, there's a couple guys you could try. DJ Turner, all that speed. Sure, but he's small. He is small, but he's fast. I would like. I would try Yosavash. I just think, why not? But I also get it. You know, Chris Evans is obviously in the mix. Travion Williams, when he's healthy, is in the mix for kickoff return. A lot of people have mentioned Charlie Jones, and I think they could put him back there. I don't think that's their first. Who else have pick. you seen? 
Is Kwame Lasseter back there returning kicks? He has. He has done some. I'm trying to think uh, if there's there's been anybody else. Like you could put a lot of guys back there to do the kickoff. It, it's different than than punts. Punts are I to me punts are much harder. I mean, this year you just got to call a fair catch on a kickoff return. You get to go up to the 25. There you go. Kickoffs are a dying breed. So the fair catch motion, for those of you listening, the fair catch motion was just mimed on, or or performed, I should say, on, on the video version of the podcast. Other guys on special teams that will have to make an impact. All the guys we've talked about that are, that are in the fringe roster battle spots. We've seen, um, sorry, Jeff Gunter on kickoff return teams. He, he will probably need to be very good on special teams to find a path to the roster in a very crowded defensive end room. DJ Ivy probably needs to play special teams. You're going to yeah. see Tyson Anderson. You're going to see Michael Thomas again. Like, you know, if he plays, which I think, I think he plays, I think he has to, I think they need to figure out, you know, personal protector where Michael Thomas was taking a lot of reps and Chris Evans, the running back was taking reps at personal protector in the punt unit. That's a path for those guys as well. Chris Evans was really getting after it, actually, in that in that big special teams practice on mm-hmm. Monday, it's laying people out as a as a personal protector in the punt unit. So that's a big part he, of his him potentially making the team. It's taking smart. it very serious, and you're active if you become the if you win that job. Yeah. So, any other good. any other key special teamers that like Tanner Hudson? That's another one, probably. Yeah, that, I, I mean that's his path to making the team is is through special teams. I, I think any of these non non-starters borderline starters that's where they're going to have to make their hay and so in that tight end room Devin Asiasi that that's your path right uh when Tanner Hudson's out there that's his path Nick Bowers if he wants to surprise some people that's his path I, I do think looking at it it's tough I mean Stanley Morgan Jr you, you mentioned seven receivers I think they know what he is. I think they're going to keep him on the roster. He's that that main core special teamer. Mm-hmm. We'll see him. Could he remind everyone that he can play receiver, and make a catch or two? I think that would go, uh, you know, a long way. That said, he's the best special teamer in that room. So, uh, special teams is such a valuable part of it. And this team was bad on special teams last year. So to me, it's even more heightened. Uh, the other thing is, uh, I'm excited to see Evan McPherson. Yeah, and and Cal Adamitis in year two. You know, I think Cal. Had a, a shaky rookie season. Overall, he was able to stabilize it, with especially with Clark Harris injured early in, in week one. So we'll see. But uh, He's the only guy, though. So they must feel confident. Oh, well. He, oh, Clark, uh, Cal? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was like, Money Mac? Yeah. Like, yeah, no. what you talking about? Money Mac? No. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they are confident in him for sure. Yeah, and the, the thing that's going to be interesting, Darren Simmons talked about this after that special teams practice on Monday. Getting, getting those reps. For, for Evan McPherson to get, we, we might see a 58 yard field goal from Evan McPherson in the preseason. 67, baby. Let's go. Darren talked about the importance of, of getting those reps in, in the preseason. So you have that confidence going into the regular season for those long kicks. So you very well could see Evan McPherson line up for a deep one. And that's an exciting part of preseason too. You talk mm-hmm. about a highlight, Evan McPherson kicking a very long field goal at Paycor stadium could be pretty exciting. And the game is coming up 73 yards. That would be something. We'll have you covered with some game takeaways as well. First preseason game, James. Let's go. Bengals football. Buckle up. Here we go. Until next time, thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one.